the Art of Leadership Network. Welcome to Lead Culture with Ginny Katrin, brought to you by Foresight, a podcast all about building confident leaders, extraordinary teams, and thriving cultures. The goal is to equip you to lead yourself well so you can lead others better. Thank you for choosing to listen today and enjoy this episode. Do you desire to be a more confident leader? Are you frustrated with meetings that are inefficient or uninspiring? We've been there for those, haven't we? Are you struggling to juggle the demands of greater leadership responsibility? If this resonates with you, I want to invite you to our new training called Six Traits of an Extraordinary Leader, which begins this October. This leadership training, beginning on October 5th, is a six-week online live training where we will gather for 75 minutes every week to share the six traits of extraordinary leadership. You'll hear from me as well as the Foresight team of amazing coaches. And during the ta- that time, we'll train you in practical, hands-on tools to help you learn how to lead well on your journey to becoming an extraordinary leader. Leadership can be frustrating when you feel ill-equipped to face the daily challenges of leading yourself and leading a team. So this training is designed to equip you to not only navigate those challenges effectively, but learn how to lead yourself and others well. So you can check it all out by going to getforesight.com slash extraordinary leader. That's getforesight.com slash extraordinary leader. Well, friend, I am glad that you are here today. I am Jenny Catron, your host of Lead Culture. And really just thrilled to connect with you and have a little bit of a different episode today. But before I get to that, first of all, I want to say thank you for being a longtime listener. We are so grateful for our friends who send us a message, a DM or a text message or an email telling us what they're learning and how much they're loving lead culture. And that is just fuel for the fire. Like we love that so much. And it just helps us have an idea of what should we be talking about? Who should we be interviewing? What topics are most critical for you right now when it comes to all things leadership and culture? So I want to encourage you that if you enjoy the show, would you rate and review it? Like seriously, take like five quick minutes and go pull it up, give it some stars and do a quick review, that helps other people recognize the value of the podcast. And so I would love for for you to do that. And we'd be really grateful if you did. Additionally, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, Maybe some of you just kind of pop in and out depending on, you know, if you see it or not. But if you're subscribed, that also helps. And then finally, share it with a friend. If you really do enjoy it, and there's another leader that you're thinking, oh, man, I think they would really enjoy this as well. Again, we would love for you to share it with them because that just helps us continue to um, bring great content and continue to expand the message. Because if there's anything I deeply believe in, you know this is true, that I think we need great leaders leading great teams. It's so critical because leadership is truly sacred work. The stewardship of people is such a sacred work. And that is what we are all about. So I appreciate you just... Uh, letting me do my little public service announcement on all of that, because it really does matter. I know I'm as bad as you all are about like, yes, 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 I have great intentions to do the ratings and the reviews and the subscribes and all those things, but it really does make a difference behind the scenes. So I appreciate you doing that for us. Today, I want to um, have a conversation about 
how do you influence culture from the middle? We talk about a lot from like leading from the middle and that's complicated too. But how do you influence culture from like the middle of the organization? And it's a real question and it's a challenging question. I actually got this question from uh, an acquaintance that emailed me uh, about this topic. And so I thought, you know what? I want to read their question to you because I bet a lot of you have the same question. Uh, a lot of you are super passionate about culture, but you might not be in that most senior leadership seat of your organization. And you're like, I don't even know where to begin. So I thought, I'm going to read you this question from uh, another leader that reached out to me. And then I'm just going to share some thoughts around it. So it's a little bit different format today, but I hope you find it helpful. So here's his question to me. He says, I am on the low end of middle management, one level above entry level. He says, our company struggles with the four blind spots. Now, what he's referring to there is the four blind spots assessment that's on the Foresight website. And if you go to getforesight.com right there, it'll give you the, you know, take the assessment for your culture blind spots. And there are four blind spots that we assess. And he says, our company struggles with all four of them. He says, however, I feel powerless to do anything about it. I pray daily that I'm not just one to point out problems, but I'm part of the solution. I've communicated the best I know. I have filled out every survey that I know to fill out. I have asked questions. I have made suggestions. I have tried every way that I know. I simply don't know what to do. So what can I do to make a difference when I feel as though my input or desire to make the culture better has little, if any, value to those over me? Ouch, right? You just kind of feel the pain for this individual that like that sounds really challenging, so frustrating because obviously this individual has a strong heart for the culture of the organization that he's a part of. And there seems to be a bit of misalignment um, between him and the senior leadership. And so to whatever degree that might be true in your case too, uh, I want to give you a few things to think about. And for the individual that wrote this to me, um, I hope it's helpful as well. I want to take you back a little bit to the way that we often frame culture here at Foresight. And we say, you know what, it's values multiplied by behavior shapes culture. What we value multiplied by how we behave shapes our culture. So this organization, their culture is shaped by their values and behaviors. The question is, are those the values and behaviors they want? Or is there some incongruence somewhere? Or have they just not been intentional about it? Now, you guys, a lot of times our more senior leaders in the organization, the ones who have the disproportionate influence on culture, they, they sometimes don't even realize that culture isn't as good as they think it is. You know, it is easy for us in the most senior levels of the organization to assume culture is great because it often feels different in the most senior leadership seats of the organization than it does at other levels of the organization. So the first question or response I would have to this individual in this situation is just get leaving grace for the fact that your leader might not recognize it's quite as bad as it feels to you. Um, and that, that, and you know, and it could be that they're just ignoring it or they don't think it matters or it's not a big deal to them, or they may have a zillion other fires that they're dealing with that we don't have a clue about. So a lot of times I'll suspend a little bit of a judgment for why they're not valuing it, because I just want to believe that they want the same thing for our team as we want. But what's happened is there's an alignment issue somewhere. So the question being is, does what the organization value and the behaviors of the organization, are those aligned? 
so clearly this individual is experiencing behavior organizationally that he feels like is not supporting a great culture. But the question would be, does that organization say that they value something different from what the behaviors reflect? Like, is there a misalignment there? Is Does the organization have a set of values and the behaviors just don't reflect them? Or has the organization not clarified any values? And so out of in the absence of clear values that help everybody understand what it looks like to contribute to this organization, do they have just kind of behaviors that have run amok because there's no values to align them to? And so I, I think if I'm this individual in this situation, I'm going, you know what, does the, does the organization say one thing and their behaviors reflect something different? So do they actually aspire to something better? If they aspire to something better, there's hope. And, and, and the challenge is then we have to help try to find ways to surface the incongruency between the values and the behaviors. If the organization doesn't really have a set of values that are guiding how they behave and they're just allowing the behavior to kind of go, then you might be out of alignment with that organization. So the question I think that I'm getting at here is, is the organization out of alignment with itself, meaning what they really want to value and how they actually behave are not congruent and there's a, there's a misalignment there? Or does the, the organization value something different than you value as an individual? And if there's misalignment there, then it's probably just, frankly, time to move on. Right. Like like if the organization just does not value what you value and it does not look like they have any inclination to shift what they value, then you're probably not in the best place for you um, and, you know, for you to thrive as an individual. And so that would be the first thing. My suspicion is that in most organization, it's an internal alignment issue that what they say they value and what actually happens are misaligned. And so. Uh, if, if that's the case, then I think as a, as a leader kind of in the middle of the organization, I'm starting to seek clarity of like, Hey, I would love to hear the history on some of our values. Like, you know, when vision and mission and values were defined, what was behind that? Why did those matter? What were some of the beliefs and the convictions that shaped, you know, that, that set of values? So put the curiosity hat on and go hunting for the history. Right. Like, you know, so we have this set of values. We just don't live into them. And they're kind of a joke because everybody walks by and sees them on the wall in the office and is like, yeah, that is not us. That is not how we behave. Well, I'm going to start to put my curiosity hat on instead of pointing out how we're out of alignment. I'm going to ask for give me the history. Tell me more about that. Like what inspired that? What was that heart and vision and mission that shaped those values? What were the beliefs and convictions behind them? And looking for, you know, just kind of looking around the organization for some of the long-tenured team members, it might even not be the most senior leaders, but looking for those long-tenured teammates who, who know some more of that history to kind of help give you perspective. Because it could be that, you know, there are some key things that happened that have really shifted behavior, and it might give you more compassion for why we're not in alignment. Now, I'm not making excuse for not being in alignment. You know, that's the work we do. We love going into organizations and saying, hey, what's actually true and what do we aspire to and how do we help shore those things up so that we are operating in alignment with our values and behaviors? But it is not uncommon, especially if an organization has been under pressure and, you know, pandemic has put every organization under pressure. If we've had a lot of turnover because of just the workplace dynamics, if we've had a major leadership transition or 
you know, I think I already mentioned a lot of turnover. If there's been a lot of factors that have influenced culture, it is not surprising that there's been an erosion between the values and and our behaviors organizationally. And this individual in their question, they kind of framed that up of like, uh, you know, I've tried to speak into it. I've tried to bring perspective to it. And it could be that there's just so much going on that, you know, and they've tried to, it sounds like this individual has tried to bring it in a healthy way. Because, right, of course, if you're just pointing things out and expressing frustration, sometimes you get shut down. I think looking for, again, curiosity hat on. Okay, what's the history behind this? And then what I would be doing is, I think as a staff member, we have two responsibilities when it comes to culture, is to protect and defend the culture of your organization and to create and influence the culture for your specific sphere of influence. So it's like, well, what can I do? You guys have heard me use this phrase before. What's right, what's true, and what can I do? Whenever I get stuck, I'm like, those are the three questions that I ask. Okay, what's right? Okay, a good, healthy culture that I'm thriving in, the team is thriving in, is is that's right. Um, as long as my my interpretation of culture is aligned with the organization's culture, which I talked about earlier, right? So as long as what I value is in alignment with what the organization says it values, well then, to to try to pursue that is right. What's true? What's true is this is messy and complicated, and there have been a ton of things that have impacted the culture. And um, it's complicated. It's hard. Okay. But what can I do? Well, what can I do is I can protect and defend the culture and I can create and influence the culture in my sphere of influence. So let me break that down for you. First, to protect and defend the culture of your organization. Part of the protection is the understanding, right? So when I said, put your curiosity hat on, understand what's some of the history that influenced some of the values and things that we aspire to. And what are some of the things that have influenced the behaviors that we're experiencing? If I can get better understanding of how that got out of alignment, it's going to give me more compassion to figure out how do I protect what we hope for? Like, So if this is what the organization hopes for, if this is what the organization says it wants to value, and I'm in alignment with that, how can I start to protect it? Meaning, where can I, just in my interactions with other team members, first model it? right? Because I want to say, okay, if this is what we say we want to be about, then I'm going to do my best to model those things. And then um, how can I start protecting and defending it inside the organization? Where So again, you have to have some good emotional intelligence around this because it might be that you spark some conversations. Hey guys, you know what? We, we say that one of our values is believe the best, but gosh, I noticed that I'm so tempted to be critical and I want to be better about that. And, and so Owning what you can own, but, you know, but opening it up as a conversation with other team members to start to get others thinking about it as well. Hey, how trying to call others up to the best of those in those values that, you know, that are defined organizationally. So looking for ways to just start protecting and defending where you see it. So another way you can protect and defend is to celebrate. So if you see other teammates or other individuals reflecting some of the best of the values, like, thank people for that. Gosh, I noticed when you did this, you really reflected, you know, we say this is a value, but I sometimes don't see it, but I really saw it when you did this. Thank you for that. So protecting and defending can sometimes simply start with celebration of when you see it. And that can be really pivotal in culture. And then the second thing to create and influence the culture for your sphere of influence. So if you have a small team, if you're on a team, whether you lead the team or you're just part of the team, how can you be helping shape, hey, here's how we show up together. Now, 
one thing to be careful of is you don't want to create a culture within a culture that's like incongruent or grossly misaligned or looks like an outlier or a silo, right? You're not trying to like separate yourself out so much, but you're trying to be like a bright spot in the culture by trying to be reflective of the best of the organization. And so you want to make sure that whatever you define is like, hey, here's some things that are core to us as a team and how we work together. That you, I think of them as like those nesting dolls, right? Like the largest nesting doll needs to be the organization-wide values and the culture we aspire to. And then your team kind of sits somewhere inside there. And so you want to be in alignment with those overall values. You don't want to be like misaligned and trying to write some other values or behaviors that are misaligned with the aspiration of the organization. But you want to kind of say, hey, here's how we'll behave. A simple way to do this, I will do this sometimes if I'm leading strategy sessions with organizations, we'll say, hey, here are our ground rules for how we're going to engage this discussion together. How are we going to show up? How are we going to behave? What are we going to value as we engage this discussion or problem solving or whatever the project might be? So if you have influence over a group or a team that's going to be leading a project or even just a meeting, you can start using some of the language to say, hey, what are some ground rules for how we want to show up together? Hey, we want to be honest. We want to be candid. We want to be low tech. We're going to put our tool, our tech stuff aside so we can just be present with one another. You're starting to model values that inform behaviors that shape culture. And so that's one way that you can, within the sphere of influence you have, start influencing the culture around you, which makes it much more comfortable for you or exciting for you to be a part of, right? And and then it starts to kind of ripple out. That's the that's the power of it. Like when we are when we're calling ourselves and the the sphere of influence we have, when we're calling our us to our best, aligned with what the organization says it aspires to, then we begin to be a bright spot and it starts to ripple out. The people are like, oh wow, I really enjoy working with that team. Just the way they treat each other, the way they interact with each other, like it becomes contagious. And so making sure again, that as you do that, you're not trying to like, um, uh, you're trying to influence positively, not, you know, kind of prove a point. So a lot of it is motivation, right? But And you're trying to do that in alignment with this is what the organization says they value and what's important to them. Now, little caveat to this. If for some reason, your organization doesn't have any stated values, which isn't terribly uncommon, you can probe for those values by maybe looking through some historic documents or sitting down with maybe your boss or you know maybe a senior leader and just say, hey, I'd love to learn a little of the history. I'd love to learn what's important. What do you really value? What do you think is critical for team members to model? Maybe sitting down with HR and asking HR, hey, you know, when you're when you're interviewing, what are some of the things that you really think are important for a, a team member to succeed here? So you can kind of do some hunting for it. So again, you're getting a sense for well, what does the organization really value? Even if they haven't like purposefully stated it, you can start mining for those things. And, you know, in the case of this individual that wrote in, there's clearly my suspicion is that there's a just a misalignment between what the organization really says they value and aspires to value and then just what's happening right now. And I don't know all the reasons for why their behavior is out of alignment with what they value, but um, understanding that will give you greater compassion for it. But then again, saying, okay, what can I do to protect and defend it and then to create an influence in the sphere of influence that I have? So. 
not not overnight. We always talk about culture work as patient and persistent work, and that is absolutely true here. But I would love to hear from you. If you're in a similar situation, I, I'd love for you to email me, Jenny at getforesight.com. Um, email me and kind of give me your context and what you're navigating because um, sometimes just a simple idea can spark a change inside of an organization. And I love the spirit and the heart of this email that I received, um, a leader that's saying, I really would love to see the best of our team show up. And again, I think you've got to ask the question, am I aligned with the organization? Because if I'm not, well, then I probably do need to just move on. Because if I'm trying to, you know, if I'm not in the senior leadership seat, and I'm trying to influence the culture in a different direction, um, that's not aligned with what they would say they value, um, then I'm probably, that's probably a losing battle, right? And it's just going to be frustrating. But if the, if the organization actually, you know, there's stated values, or, you know, some of the history would suggest that they really do aspire to something greater, then can I be a positive influence in that direction? Slow, patient, and persistent work, but really, really rewarding when we see it come to fruition. So I hope that was helpful for you today. Again, if you've got ideas, questions, or um, suggestions for the podcast, I'd love to hear them. And just email me, Jenny at GetForesight.com. And uh, until next time, keep leading well. Be sure to check out the new course, Six Traits, by going to GetForesight.com slash Extraordinary Leader. And you can get signed up to join us for that class. It's going to be amazing. All right, my friends, have a great week. And we will talk to you next time. Discover the tools you need to become a great leader in Foresight's new Six Traits of an Extraordinary Leader course starting October 5th. Engage live with the coaches, community, and courses you need to lead a team well in just six weeks. Enroll today at getforesight.com slash extraordinary leader. Thank you for listening to the Lead Culture Podcast with Ginny Katrin, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at getforesight.com. That's the word podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to quality podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from Lead Culture with Jenny Katrin. Your comments mean the world to us, so please consider taking a quick moment to rate and review our podcast. Remember, you need foresight for success. We'll see you next time.